and welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. San Francisco time on the world's best internet radio station, BFF.FM, or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week, this week is our 199th episode, so it may be our penultimate episode. We haven't decided yet. <laughs> and we're talking about the fourth album from Husbands, appropriately titled Quattro. And it starts out with a song called Super New China, which is, by the way, the name of a grocery store on the Nicoya Peninsula in Costa Rica. The sun set off in the air today, can't quite pin it down. But you can taste it in your conversation. mentioned why super new china is in costa rica is because we started out wanting to talk about this band because i saw they had a new album out they were one of the standouts that we saw at uh south by southwest this year and you know i always go through this long process of putting together a list of 150 to 200 bands that we want to try and see we usually see you know 80 or 90 and so many of them i look at my list from 10 years ago and I can't even remember half of the bands that we saw, but there's always, you know, like 10 to 15 that really stand out that were really great. And Husbands was one of them. We saw them at the end of the night. It was a 1 a.m. set at the Chess Club, which is a really terrible venue. It's like a very tiny box. And they were just so tight and so wonderful. And I really enjoyed seeing them. Turns out one of the two members of the band has left because he had a bunch of kids and just is, needs to focus on that and can't really be part of a touring band. And so it's a very different lineup than what we saw. But this album is still great. Oh, 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 sorry. I never explained Costa Rica. And the remaining member of the band, Danny Davis, has moved part time to Costa Rica. And a lot of this album is about that intentional life change and how you, you get the real beach pop feeling through it. Yeah, this was a always, I think, a, this is very much an album about a band in transition where they were really these two guys kind of trading song, writing ideas, and then gradually evolving into a band that performed mostly around the Oklahoma City area and then just only started touring in 2021. So relatively recently, relative to, I think, 2014, starting to write music together. And... Yeah, these you get the sense of two people whose lives going in one in other directions. Like, oh, I'm a full time lawyer and have kids, and the other one like, I am gonna go from full time to part time and move to Costa Rica. Yeah, quit quit his job he had had for nine years and is now the audio engineer for Down Dog, which we use every day. I, this is not a paid advertisement, but I love Down Dog and I was very excited because you said, oh, he's the audio engineer for a yoga app. Well, that must be Down Dog. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your research to make sure. So yeah, it's really charming if you're you think like, oh, we're we're not just enjoying the music, but no, it and they were yeah a band where 
they even in this small venue that sort of emptied out over the course of the set, which was really a bummer, but their enthusiasm never flagged. And I remember I was exhausted, but I just kind of yelled at them. That was a really good show <laughs> because it was. They, and yeah, yeah. The, the, and what's charming about this though, the, the band in transition is, oh, it's ne- it used to be Danny Davis and Will Norton. And now it's like Danny Davis. And he's bringing in some of that touring band to help, provide some of that feedback because he's talked about in his songwriting he likes having someone check his work and so those guys who were so good live are now becoming part of the recording process and it's i think a fantastic uh the transition it's it's changes hard but i think it can be good it's just such a warm big delightful sound yeah but but i i love their whole story about how like their dads were friends and then they became friends and then they started working on a godzilla musical together in college and that's how they started kind of writing music together and it was this great story but now i i can't tell that story anymore oh well well they'll write new stories with the new band experience so we go from this upbeat very bright song to still high energy stuff gets a little weirder and darker on the next track it's called face molt love the contrast here i think where that first track was all just big bright energy here we have a much better contrast between these kind of dark and kind of slightly downbeat verses and then this expansive bright chorus and i think for the song that seems to be about you have the some life that's maybe not super exciting and then you're shedding that and and the chorus mentions taking a boat off and it's just like i guess that boat's going to down to costa rica because that's I mean, I feel like the lyrics are are very um, impressionistic, but also there's definitely I, I got a theme of the distinction between like working for the man and checking all the boxes in life and making choices, better choices that are will make you happier and kind of going on off on a different path. Yeah, I will. I will mention, I think after we talked about the will norton doing like oh he's gonna have a full-time job and has kids well he's also opening a music venue in oklahoma city yeah. so he's at least be still being part of the music yeah, yeah but there, not but... not doesn't really work if you're really trying to tour and exactly make your exactly band a full-time life but yeah and so that sense of transition and you know being a little bit you know th- there's some some sadness but mostly i just take away from it that sense of like yay i'm in the like you're in the darkness and going into the light and it's a fantastic transition yeah but you talked about the vibes and i feel like the you mentioned that the vocals are a little bit low in the mix oh, which yeah. is I, I, 
I always like to hear the lyrics more clearly. So that's not a choice that tends to grab me. But it reminds me of kind of like the war on drugs and how it there's that very little 80s feeling of production with the voice being sort of part of the wall of sound. Yeah. And so I think we go, I think, from this sense, this song of transition with this bigness into something, again, that's, I think, more explicitly has some misgivings to it and it's a track called Can't Do Anything. talked about davis saying how the other members of the band alberto robert who's the drummer and zach zeller who's a synth player slash guitarist have been contributing more to the songwriting on this new record but this one was something that they had been working on will and danny together for a long time like many years ago and then he fleshed it out into a whole song yeah it was a great description of started with a chord progression and then figured out a melody and then Will left the band and Danny Davis is in Costa Rica and he's like, aha, and he figured out the chorus. So he's just noodling around and apparently like it's been a process learning to like, oh, how am I creative when I don't have a full-time job? And uh-huh. it's apparently been a little interesting, but he's figured out a rhythm and a discipline. And I think this song really works so fantastically. And it's another one that seems to be, yeah, obviously just from the title through what I can get of the lyrics, it's kind of a bummer of a song, but it has such a bright, fantastic energy to it. And it's, I think, a testament to, I heard an interview with Danny Davis and he said like, oh yeah, I'm just trying to make this album as big as possible, make it all bangers. And I think that's great that even the kind of downer songs or breakup potentially songs are so exciting and fun that I, you can't not have a smile on your face I think listening to this yeah the, uh, you know the first thing I heard I thought of when I was listening to this record was there's this uh, band called the Russian Futurist that sometimes I feel like nobody remembers but me but was really one guy who was creating music on his own in his apartment um, but it's especially that first record was called Let's Get Ready to Crumble and it's just it has such a big sound and like a lot of brass and just like pop like maximalism and like feels so full and i feel like i get that fullness from this record yeah it is really just a blast and i think for me i feel like the album takes a little bit of time to get going and then we have this middle section which is just super every song is very different and very big and exciting in a fun way so the next track is i think a bittersweet in its sense, but also very just energetic. It's called used to serve.
funny because this band i feel like is often written up as like oh it's like landlocked surf music or something and when i hear surf music i'm thinking of the you know dick dale guitar but this is much more the old school uh beach boys kind of surf music i feel like it has just a very sunny feel yes exactly but it's all about it's not about the twangy guitar that it's about the amazing vocal harmonies and you really hear that here where we get all these different backing vocals and then you almost get this kind of choral uh church music almost at the end where (laughs) and yet that sunniness of sound is in the song that's not about yay we're surfing but a guy who used to surf and there's very kind of explicit kind of critique of capitalism and generational wealth and just like it's there's it's very much like hey the system kind of sucks and like what why are we not surfing like the ocean's there why are we not enjoying it so again that's very much someone who shook up his life and is finding a new path and it's so it's it's about this kind of sadness but also like the sadness in the context of like hey i figured out how to break out of this i think it's great yeah i love the chiming bells that are in the background and then just the little guitar licks and the the female backing vocals on the part that we played there there's just so much texture to the sound that it's a lot of the Uh, harmonies and the melodies are complicated but there's also just so much other stuff going on in the songs that these are very carefully crafted songs which i really appreciate like i I, you can listen to them over and over and hear new things yeah so danny davis in addition to being the lead songwriter although obviously will norton is credited as writer on a lot of the songs since these were written sort of during the transition from being this two front people to mm-hmm. one front person but that he's that Danny Davis is the lead uh, producer and mm-hmm. so you really get that sense of like oh he understands that I guess his current gig is as a sound engineer for a app and yeah. he, he knows his stuff and so we come here from where this particular kind of throwbacky sound to a different throwbacky sound which the reference is kind of right there in the title of the song it's called Vangelis I feel like it's such an intentionally 80s production and we got into a conversation about what is that actually how you pronounce what I've always I've always called Vangelis and you said I used to have the Blade Runner soundtrack and I was like well in my mind Van Vangelis or Vangelis is obviously the Chariots of Fire soundtrack I think those are yeah the two real standouts in a you know an impressive career but those two just iconic movies one winning an Oscar and that that 
the funny thing though is I think of those as being so synth driven and this has the kind of echoey production, but mm-hmm. it's still mostly a guitar driven sound mm-hmm. and yet it feels in its way a kind of tribute to that. And yet, yeah, there's so many aspects of it that are like not at all Vangelis or Vangelis. Um, well, definitely. This, I mean, and again, like I, I'm not making the assumption that that is the individual who this song is about. Maybe it's just someone that he knows named Vangelis. <laughs> but uh, the way it's the way that it is so it feels so spacey, like it feels like it's yeah. being played inside a very large room. And that is what felt yeah. very 80s. Yeah. But then you also get, I think, in that section we interlude kind of after the chorus where the the guitars do have this very echoey sound, that yeah. kind of watery sound that's much more like the kind of surf guitar, except then in this kind of early 80s half, you know, Vangelis soundtrack. And also, you know, we were talking about the surf sound and the Beach Boys, and there's like a different aquatic sound of almost like a yacht rock because it's so mellow. And I think it's kind of a good placement here in this this is basically the dead center on the record and it was sort of funny to hear that that you know some of the tracks were always imagined i think the first track was always imagined as the first track even though it was the last written mm. and the last track was always imagined as the last track mm. but the rest of them danny davis has said oh yeah i create these private Bandcamp records and try sequencing the record and just kind of look at it look at the track list and try to imagine it as a real record and see like does this feel right uh-huh. and so you know whatever is process i think it works really well i think there's as i said there's a fantastic kind of ramp up this really strong middle this kind of energetic and yet mellow right in the dead center of the record and it's a, a great journey and it's a fantastic listen to go through in order yeah it's sequenced really well and one thing that davis has said is that just in describing the album is that it's a record about navigating relationships and finding peace in the middle of the jungle literally and metaphorically and i think the arc of the way that these songs are sequenced really it it works with that theme yeah and so after we catch our breath here with this middle track we go into a couple of just really high energy songs the first one's called crash pad that section we heard at the beginning because uh you know so much of this is like this huge all banger surf 80s craziness but that weird quirky little instrumental we heard and 
that I think they've talked about the band and has been written about. It's like, oh, they kind of started off as bedroom pop because it was very much like just <laughs> these two guys. Kind of, pop, but it's though. like two people just kind of recording stuff on yeah. their own and kind of quirky. And well, and they were not, living apart for a while. Yeah. So they were like sending files. Yeah. So not, yeah, not this sort of everyone together wall of sound, but more just kind of quirky ideas mm-hmm. back and forth. And we get a little hint of that. And, it, you know, it's in this song that seems to be about, you know, there's all we heard the section about like a oh, riding on a on a moped and I trust you not to do mm-hmm. fine. And so it's a this sense of like, we'll figure it out and this teamwork and I don't know, maybe I'm projecting too much, but it feels again that there's this this verse that's kind of I don't know, I don't know. And the some of the biggest chorus maybe on the entire record. It's such a blast. Yeah, and I don't know if it's just the production techniques or if this is the case, but it feels more like live drums on this song and the instruments feel more live. So I don't know if this was recorded live versus some of the others, but um, it has a more, a, a more tangible live energy. Well, yeah, that hugeness that we went from seeing them in this tiny little room in March and then apparently they were on an upward trajectory just for venue size because then went to playing festivals at like Lollapalooza and Austin City Limits, like big outdoor stages. Well, really... I mean, not, I mean, this is like not throwing shade to them, but often those incorporate like yeah. smaller bands as well. Yeah, but I mean, it's like, I think this is music that can play oh, on yeah, a big totally. stage like that. And it's like, and I can, I, it seems like they, they should have, if they want it, one of those just like, we'll have a spot at every festival because this is just going to bring so much joy to an audience. Yeah, it's very accessible music that I would recommend to anyone. Like, I think my mom would like these songs. And not That's not like saying anything negative about them. I like songs that are accessible to everyone. And I feel like a lot of different people could like this album. Yes. Danny Davis has said, if, if this band were a food, it would be pizza. It's straightforward and palatable. And then he said, with a side of ranch. So make of that what you will. Uh, uh, but yeah, I think it's delicious. And we. Hey, you know, Taylor Swift likes maybe ranch. Maybe ranch. So, okay. So we go from that to this, this next track that might be the one that I find the most charming on the whole record. It's called Lost Weekend. You got a list of
first heard this record, I thought obviously Use of Surf was going to be my favorite song on it. But this one has really grown on me because it's so... It, it has a story arc, not in the lyrics, but in the way that the sound moves through the song and the way that the production is. And it's it, it's just it's it's sorry, I'm not articulating this well, but it's got a lot in there. Yeah, well, I was <laughs> going to talk about that because one of the things about this album that I find very interesting is, yeah, it's very palatable. And a lot of the songs are very short and straightforward mm-hmm. verse cor- verse yeah bangers just verse huge chorus quiet verse huge chorus mm-hmm. and it's really good but it is also the songs are simple mm-hmm. and i like that this song is a verse a little interlude a second verse that doesn't really sound like the first verse a pre-chorus a chorus a post-chorus and then another verse that doesn't really sound like either of the first two and then it, it gets a little more to the point wrapping up but it's still has such a fantastic build and build of tension and release and that sort of songwriting that's a little more ambitious, putting a little more things into one song. And yeah, this, and it's still only three and a half minutes long. It's not long, but just, I would say like, yes, look at this song for the next record and like make more songs like this. Cause this is just like a little more ambitious, a little more complicated, still very accessible, still yeah. a banger. And I think all the better, like that high energy chorus works all the better because you have all of this interesting nuanced variety of sounds building up to it yeah i think maybe that was what i was looking for is it's more ambitious and i would love a whole album of songs like this yeah well i think he's talked about how we you know that this is their just big kind of crowd-pleasing record and maybe the next album will be chiller and weirder Mm. so i don't know about chiller but i could i think they can do weird and i'd like to hear uh, some of that too just keep it accessible and maybe put some ranch dressing next to it (laughs) but yeah this this whole record is such a pleasant surprise because when we saw them in south by southwest i think i had listened to full-on monet which was their last record a few times Um, But I it was you know, there's so much going on when we go to Austin every year and so much to listen to when we come back that I didn't like I didn't spend enough time with it. And this is just so great from start to finish. And I feel like more people need to hear this record because I think a lot of people would appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those records that I think a lot of the records we talk about, it's like, well, you could go search online and all of the usual suspects of the indie rock blogs are talking about it. And these guys are getting lots of attention. And maybe it is because it's more crowd pleasing that it's not there. They might be looking down their nose. I don't know, but this is music I want to listen to. And it just is interesting and warm and bright and dark and all of the things I want in, in, in music. I, I just want to say I go out of my way to try and pick albums that are not everyone else is talking about, but thank you. <laughs> well, but you know, we have, good, yes. we have good taste. <laughs> So, so, yeah, I think if we we end up liking it, so will other people. (laughs) So just go listen to it. Um, (laughs) Again, we've been talking about the fourth record from Husbands, appropriately titled Quattro. And we're going to go out with the last song, which is called Sun Dried. And you've been listening to For the Record. As always, thank you so much for listening. Sort of wigging out, left to sun dried Sort of with you, I can't hear you saying all I've done for you. Such your issues now, till then count me out. Sort of with me, can you 
is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.